You are listening to Your Universe Reset, unlocking your life during the lockdown. All right, so this is Kenny, just giving you a quick heads up. Did my first podcast with Jacqueline and myself. You're going to hear it in just a couple moments, but I do want to warn you, you're going to hear this clicking and this annoying sound And I couldn't figure out what it was when I was listening to the recording. I figured out that it is my headset. And so while this episode and this, uh, yeah, this episode of the podcast will have all that annoying noise, the next one, which has already been recorded, actually, I use a different headset and it sounds much, much better. So on to our podcast. You'll hear it right next. Welcome to our podcast here. We, I'm here with Jackie or Actually, how do you want me to call you on the podcast? Is it Jackie uh, or Jacqueline? Jacqueline's, Jacqueline's good. I think we'll go with Jacqueline just because that's what's on the book too. Excellent. So we're with Jacqueline and I am Kenny. And here's what's happening is that I've always wanted to do a podcast about, um, how do I say this? You know, about positive mindset sort of things and about, you know, how we can raise everyone's vibration. And whenever I talk to Jacqueline, that's all that we seem to talk about. Whenever we get together, that's what we we seem to talk about. And we kind of joked the last time, or maybe it wasn't so much of a joke that we just said we should do a podcast. And, and that was about three months ago now, if you remember. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, because it was, you know, it was during the holiday season. And now we're, we're during this time of growth that's affecting the whole planet where no matter what country you're in or what city you're in, what language you speak, your age, you are affected by this period of growth. And I just thought the world needs to hear what we're talking about because I thought to myself, if we, if more people heard our conversations and it's so humbling sounding when I say it, but I really mean <laughs> this is that, the more that we that people hear what we say, I, you know, I really think the world would be better off. I know the world would be better off, and and so, you know, I I, I sent a message to Jacqueline and said, you know what, let's start our podcast. And lo and behold, this is our first session. We're so fresh and so new that we don't even have a podcast name yet. And so, um, Jacqueline, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself so that we know who we're talking about. Oh goodness. That's, I'm, it was funny. I was joking with a friend the other day that the, the scariest question I ever get is, so what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> um, because I do a little bit of everything. Um, I, I think the long to short story, I think we'll, we'll just kind of come in on the tail end because I think things will expand and make sense as we speak. Um, but most recently, um, I wrote a book. Um, it's called The Love on Attraction. 15 pitfalls that keep you from being a master manifester. Um, I felt that it was an important book to write. It's um, a little different than your run of the mill um, law of attraction book in that it's a little more from the trenches and it's a little more of when things are not working for you, uh, which I thought was really, really important um, because there's a lot of really fun pie in the sky stuff when you talk about attracting things into your world. And a lot of that can be really misconstrued, misused. Um, and then it really impedes you from getting to where you want to be. Um, so I've grown a little more into, um, working with the law of attraction. Um, I will be opening up some coaching. I also do business consulting as well. Um, 
I have a very varied background in most industries. <laughs> um, I'm currently a little more in the financial sector right now. Um, uh, however, I, I also do websites and all sorts of things. So I, I have a very skilled and varied uh, background that um, I, I don't know that our podcast would be long enough to go through um, and is not really what we're here to talk about today. But um, yeah, I just, I have a very varied background um, and I work a lot with um, relationships, parenting, business, all sorts of different things like that. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm always in the realm of expansion and, um, and learning more about myself, the world that we're in. Um, and it's just, uh, the world's a really good time, even when it looks a little scary. So I think we're just kind of here to talk about that and, and um, see if we can connect with some people and, and um, you know, help them through this time. Absolutely. And you kind of mentioned, and, and I like the verbiage you use, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to remember it, but you, you know, the book is called The Law of Unattraction and Becoming, a, uh, you know, 15 Pitfalls That Keep You From Being a Master Manifester. Uh, um, and you kind of said it's for the times when things aren't meshing. Is that the language you used? Or do you remember what you just said? Because it was so good. Yeah, it was kind of like when you're in the trenches of it, because it's, um, you know, people will talk a lot about your, your self-growth or learning to love yourself, and it sounds so lovely, and it's awful. It's, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. It's the most unpleasant. It's the most uncomfortable. It's the most painful. Um, it's the messiest. It's the most stressful. Um, you know, coming into yourself is, is extremely messy, and especially... I mean, the process does get easier and you can get to a place where you actually enjoy those challenging times. But when you're really first starting out, it's awful. And I think there, there's not a lot of attention <laughs> drawn to that, that it doesn't feel good to love yourself in the beginning because you're not used to it. It's, a, it's outside the realm of what you have grown yourself into. You know, you can spend... 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years doing one, like things one way um, that don't serve you and to sort of, you know, kick down the rudder and course correct. I mean, it's a jolt to the system um, and it's an unpleasant one. The path to self-love is incredibly messy and terribly painful. Um, and I think it, not enough is put on that. They're like, oh, you just think happy thoughts and then happy things happen. And that's not really how it works, right? Like not when you're not when you're down in it. There's a lot of faith it till you make it um, and not faking it because that won't work. Um, so it's just, it's a messy road. And I think there's just not enough people talking about how much it kind of sucks to get to the place where you want to be and how much time it takes um, to, to sort of get there because we're very impatient with ourselves. And so a lot of the time we will try something and then when it doesn't immediately work, we think we failed and then we give up. Um, and so being calm, being patient with yourself, understanding that all the things you're feeling are part of the process and they're all okay to be happening. And that means you're making progress. I just feel like it's just sort of a neglected area in the realm of law of unattraction. Wow. And that's, that's actually really enlightening, you know, because so many of us were in that you know, we're in the trenches and things aren't always going so well. And one thing that I've known about you, Jacqueline, is simply that you could be going through a whirlwind and you're always so focused, you're always so grounded and you're always so positive and you've gone through some big ups and downs, especially in the last, you know, maybe the last two, three years, maybe longer for you. Actually, last, actually, last, last couple started, decades. Last, yeah. <laughs> now that the more I think of it, because when I first met you, 
Yeah. You're going through, wow, you're going through a lot, just, just kind of thinking. And, and I guess simply because when things aren't going well, this is when, you know, we need to be talking about these things instead of all these happy thoughts and the timing couldn't be better because so many of us feel like the rug has just been pulled out from underneath yeah. us at this yeah. moment. And so, you know, this first podcast, we're just going to be talking about how to not be overwhelmed. And I know this is that Jacqueline and I, we could talk forever on this subject, but yeah. you know, so let's, um, you know, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jacqueline, of the dozens and dozens of things that, that you could be doing. What would you recommend if there is, you know, an action piece that you would have our listeners do so that they, you know, they don't get overwhelmed at this point? Like, uh, what's one of those things? Um, I, I think it's extremely important to remember um, that as much as we've really been pulled into the 3D um, and, and feeling feeling the real physical, more, you know, mortality of this, um, the strain, um, a lot of people were, this was not something that would be on their radar, they were not prepared, um, is to remember that first and foremost, that we're spiritual beings, and we're here on a spiritual journey. Um, and the 3D is, is a construct of that, um, but it's not the meaning and the purpose, and, and it, it, there's something larger happening here. Um, so remembering that a lot of this, like universally, like if you, if you expand out and look down at the earth, um, that a lot of this was just to take us and create a reset, a refocus, a reprioritizing of our lives. Um, I feel like that would alleviate a lot of the panic and stress that some people are feeling. Um, it's real easy to dig down and, you know, 10 toes down and go, oh my goodness, look around. Um, but there's something larger happening here and it is for our betterment. Um, and I think that if you kind of pull out and three, see this 360 of that and the sort of the bird's eye view of, you know, this was a priority reset. We were really looking, we were really mired too much in our materialism. Um, we cared more about selfies than family. Uh, we were working around the clock. We were, you know, we were really distracted and we were really bored with our lives. We were very Un, um, unappreciative and ungrateful for a lot of the things that we had. Cause I, I know like just looking around, people are like, Oh my God, I never thought about just not having the basics. I never thought about not being able to go to the grocery store. You know, I, I never thought about all of these little things that are actually so big in my life. And, and, you know, next time I get to just walk into a grocery store, I'm going to be super grateful for being able to do that. Um, I think we just got really removed from ourselves and the universe was like, you know, enough's enough guys. You got to refocus. Um, and I think if you see it from that point of view and the fact that so many of us are coming together, we get to reprioritize with our families and the time that we spend, we're really taking a step back to go, you know, are the things that I want to be, are the things that I'm doing, the things that I want to be doing, you know, and things like job loss and stuff like that. I mean, that's terrible always, but think of how many people are going to go, you know what, maybe I'm going to do that business I always wanted to do now that I have to, because now I have no job. Um, I think there's a lot of good that's going to come out of this. And if we can kind of just step back from our, our physical fear um, for a little bit, I think that people could really settle into, you know, like this is for my benefit. Like I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're all little bits of cold that the universe is trying to squeeze into a diamond at times. And I think this is just one of those times. Wow. And so you've, you said a lot there and I, I want to focus in on a couple of those things. 
is that you know yeah we, we are all pieces of coal and when the when the pressure hits the coal they turn into diamonds and some of us are going to rise to the occasion and, mm-hmm. and and you know during these times when things aren't going as planned and and I'm going to give an example of you know the hurricanes, you know, every year it seems like a hurricane hits a different part of, especially, you know, our neighbors down there to the south. And it seems like a bad thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to remind you that it wasn't bad for everybody. Because after those hurricanes hit, I can guarantee you that the roofers were making a lot of money. Yeah. I can guarantee you that if you owned a Home Depot, you're making a lot of money and not in a way that you're gouging and taking advantage of the situation, but in a way that you're creating value or you're providing value for people that need it at the time. And Mm -hmm. just like right now, people are thinking, oh, it's bad for everyone. It's not bad if you are selling hand sanitizer, right? It's not bad if you are selling toilet paper. And I'm not talking about the guys that are gouging other people and reselling at higher prices but you know just people that have always sold the toilet paper and people that always hold, uh, sold the hand sanitizer it's a great time for uh the food delivery guys they are making a you know that business has picked up for them and so some people are going to see this just like you said earlier jacqueline that they're going to really prioritize you know, they want to get back to normal, but how much of that normal do they want to get back to? Which yeah. parts of the normal do they want and which parts of the new are they going to keep? Yeah. Because and I think there will be a switch. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. No, there's two really good points to that. And um, one is the money is still there. It's just moved. It's not in travel. It's not in bars. It's not in sports. It's not in leisures, but it is in online shopping. Netflix, hygiene products, vitamins and supplements, money's online, right? And, and so the money is just moving. Uh, I have a good friend of mine. Um, he, he's, um, he works uh, really deeply with the, the McEwen stores and they had to lay off a store. But what they did was they took those people and now those people are running deliveries for the store. So they're shopping all day and getting food out to people. So, you know, the money moved, right? The people are still there. The people are still working. It just, it, things change, right? Amazon hired a hundred thousand new people, right? So the money's just going to move, right? And so you'll, you'll just have to follow it. And the reality is you might end up in a job that you, you like better, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which might even, which might even be nice. Um, you know, and a second thing I think is important is um, for some reason, we seem to be very adverse and afraid of change. I mean, we don't live like the Romans lived, right? We are meant to evolve and change. Our economy will evolve and change. How we look at um, money and abundance for that matter, how we exchange currency, how, how we move forward in the future is going to change. And it has to, and that's not a bad thing. We're always evolving. We're always changing. Um, and I think we don't want to go back to normal because how well was normal working for everyone? Look, look at, we have record number of depression, record numbers of suicides, people unhappy in their jobs, people unhappy in life. Um, I don't think we want normal. I, th- I think we want a nice reset opportunity to create a new normal. And the new normal is what it is because as, as you know, Jacqueline said, the money has moved. Will some of the money move back? Yeah, some of the money is going to move back yeah. after we get to this. But what's wonderful is about the way the money moves, there's going to be some companies that decide – you know what? I have these people working from home and now we don't have to pay the rent on this office anymore. 
now we don't have to pay as much, you know, uh, you know, for this computer or for the internet bills, or we can reduce that. And that in turn is going to help the planet because there's going to be less people commuting. There's going to be less energy being used. It, it could really help us all as a whole where, you know what, some people that they were forced to work back home are going to be able to spend more time with their family simply because they don't have to commute anymore. And these little things are going to be implemented that they've had to be implemented in a big way. But as we go back to the new normal, what's going to happen is there's going to be more people working from home. There's going to be more people that are or less people out there commuting because they found out the companies have found out that they can run more efficiently by letting these people work from home. And that's only a piece of that puzzle that yeah. the new normal is going to be because it's not always going to be like it is now. And I like the, you know, you know, I, I, I called this the period of growth because growth, there's, there's a pain in growth, you know, there's mm -hmm. a pain in change and, 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 um, you know, different isn't always better, but better is always different. And so we got to go through this and figure this out because if we kept going the way we were, you know, all the th all the rage last year was all about global warming, and mm -hmm. if we kept doing that, you know, the scientists were warning that the pipe, uh, the the ice caps were going to melt, that it was going to, you know, all this all this fear was happening, and now and Mother Nature just said, you know what, you're going to have to stop it, and this is how you're going to stop it. Everyone needs to go inside, and they got to go inside right now. Yeah. You know, and so you know, I, it's uh, you're making it sound like it's part of that master plan, and it is yeah. part of that master plan. So it's just yeah. just brilliant um, what you what you uh, what you you spoke of there. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, you know we we have to shift, uh, and it was important. To, and also too spiritually speaking, this is a very dichotomizing time. Um, this is really sort of the separating the wheat from the chaff at this point. And and like you said, some people will move forward in this new energy. Um, some people will not. Like, like this is a big dichotomizing time where people are picking their timelines and their paths and, and you really do get to choose. I mean, free will is a thing. Um, the universe is going to do its best to get you on the path that you wanted to participate in, um, but you do get options. So it's sort of like, you know, people who are not picking their path, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be rough on them. Like it, it really, really is. Um, we won't much know um, those who kind of move forward um, in sort of a, a higher vibrational energy because that will sort of fall away. But it, but it's, um, it's a big separation time and, and it's going to happen, but it, it's good. I mean, you want to pick that higher vibrational world because that's the one that makes it right. <laughs> you want that, that high vibe timeline. happening well, for you. And just to put it simply is, you know, yeah, some people are going to move on. Well, we're all going to move on, but it yeah. depends on the path that we move on. And just like, I think it was Darwin, he says, it's not the smartest or the strongest that survive or the most intelligent. It's those that are open to adapting. Yeah. And so, you know, the dinosaurs were way strong, but they just didn't adapt. Yeah. Actually, I don't know the truth about that. I, I think they just yeah. died from an asteroid. But, you, but I think yeah. you guys get the idea that, is that some of the species did not evolve. And because of their lack of evolvement, they were extinct. And so there's going to be humans that don't change with this time and they're just going to get left behind. And I feel bad yeah. for them, but if they are unable to help themselves or unwilling to help themselves, some people are just going to be 
depressed and they're not going to act or they're going to see this time as a vacation. They're going to say, Oh, I got free money from the government. I'm going to buy some pork rinds and catch up on my Netflix. And they're not going to move forward in a way that they have. They finally have some time to do so. They yeah. finally, and, and these are the same people that have probably been complaining about their jobs that they hate their boss. They hate this and that. And this is a time that they can establish a new normal for them. How are they going to be moving forward? Yeah, well, and that's such a great point, Kenny, because it's it's really important not to dismiss that this is a universal timeout. Um, this is a time to really awaken. Um, and people with untapped talents, latent dreams, aspirations on the back burner, now is the time. Like, don't squander this opportunity just sitting around watching Netflix, trolling through social media and complaining about other people. Like that's not what this is for. You have the time and space, like you said, to chase what you love, to start that business, learn that new skill, expand your perspective and just change your life in general. Um, so, you know, you have the time to sit and think and meditate, plan, create, do it. This is not the time to sit around being bored. I'm so shocked at how many people are sitting around being bored. Are you kidding me? How many times have you said to yourself, if I only had the time, I would do X, right? And, yeah, we're and we're I, heading into the world. Like, are you prepared? Do you know what you want? Are you excited? Like, you know, there, there's so much to be had here. Like, it's not the time to sit around and just do nothing. Oh, certainly not. And, 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 you know, f you know, if you're listening to this and you don't know what to do, just think of, you know, that hobby that you wanted to do and just spend an extra five minutes a day on that whether it's you always wanted to learn the, how to play the guitar or you always wanted to learn how to you know do magic tricks like whatever it is you know yeah it doesn't even matter yeah follow that I'm, bliss a little bit absolutely follow that because you never know what that could turn into you know i was yeah. talking to one of my friends um and uh, she she's always showing how she bakes on facebook live and i just kind of threw out the idea i said you know what you are providing value out there to people you know, what if you charge some people for your recipe, you know, just a buck for your recipes or something like that. And, and, you know, maybe that's not going to break the bank at first. You keep doing what you're doing to make some money right now, but that little extra, that little extra time that you have that you, that you aren't spending commuting at this very moment. Why don't you just kind of expand that? And, and that could turn into, you know, a YouTube channel for her. It could turn into a cooking book for her. It could turn into a bakery for her. We don't know what the path is. And maybe she'll do it and find out, you know what? I didn't really want to bake all that much in the first place. And that's okay if you pick a path and you find out that's not what it is. At least you get to cross it off the list. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's an extraordinary thing to be so in tune with yourself on the universe around you that you can take a step in any direction, however unknown or obscure, and be able to have full faith that the path will manifest itself beneath your footfall, essentially. Um, and this is such a great time for people to get in tune with themselves because we have become really disconnected. And let me tell you, as somebody who spends 90 90 plus percent of their time being a very conscious human being about everything I do, I, at any given point in time, am very disconnected. It, it is a constant thing. It is a constant challenge um, to remain connected into yourself and to make sure that you're taking the time. And I think that this will be a really, really um, great time for some people who have been dying to connect with themselves and they finally have that space and opportunity. And I think it will be a very terrifying time for people who have been putting that part of their journey off because connecting with themselves 
is going to seem very daunting. Um, but it shouldn't, don't let it overwhelm you. Just take some time out for yourself. Take some time out to connect with yourself. Take some time out to dream a little bit. Like this is, this is your time to do that um, and let it become something you're comfortable in because you can and very easily get to a place where you're moving with the flow and you're, and you're going with everything that is and you can listen to yourself. But you're, I, I feel that intuition, and I, I, I don't mean to get tangenty, but I do feel that it's very embedded in this. Um, I feel like people think that intuition is something that you're born with or not, right? Um, like I've always been very intuitive. I'm a Cancerian. I'm a, you know, we're a very intuitive sign, you know, but in, intuition is something you, you teach yourself as well. Um, and it can be learned by everyone. No one is without the skill um, to learn how to listen to their intuition. Um, and it's a little bit difficult because sometimes your wants, your desires, your ego get wrapped up in what feels like your intuition. So you think your intuition's talking, but it's not. But that's why it's really important to get in tune with it. Because once you've done that, you can take any step in any direction and you know you're going the right way. Um, and I just, I, I don't know, I just kind of felt like that needed to come out for some people because it's just a really important step. Like intuition is something that we should harness engage and maintain in all people because you are only really flowing within the universe when you're hooked into your intuition. Wow. Like it's turned on. So there's no doubt in my mind that you firmly believe, trust your intuition and have faith that the path will unfold underneath your feet. That's not the exact words you used, but it was pretty, pretty close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so there's no doubt that Jacqueline knows exactly what she's talking about. And, and so, you know, Jacqueline, she did talk about, you know, what we got to remember so that we don't get overwhelmed. And I'm going to remind us all is that we're all spiritual. This is part of the plan. And I'm going to talk about, mine's more of an action piece. I'm going to talk about, you know, a piece of advice that I want to share with people that will, um, that will help them to not get so overwhelmed with this. And that's going to be coming right up. And so we are back and we just had a lovely idea from Jacqueline about, you know, uh, not being overwhelmed. I'm going to remind you what that is, that to remember that we're all spiritual beings. This is all part of the plan. This is part of a global reset that we all needed. And here's something, and mine's not so much, it's not as deep. I'll just tell you that. It's not as deep, but it's still very, very important, very, very effective. And when I just thought of, people getting overwhelmed, one of the things I thought of was a simple action step is that to, and I know that Jacqueline will agree with me on this, is just to turn off the news. Yes. Simple. Is yeah. that because yeah. we got to remember that media companies and, uh, you know, whether it's the CNNs of the world or the Fox Newses or everything else in between, they – they get paid more if you watch them more because they get paid by their revenue, uh, their, their ad revenue. And more eyes on the screen means more dollars for them. So they are going to, by default, show you emotional things. And they have found out that if they show you the negative stuff, that you're going to get emotional and you're just going to watch more and more and more and more. And I will say this is that 
if you watch the news all day long, you can't help but feel overwhelmed. Unless you are a next level Zen master, if you are next level Dalai Lama, you will feel negative and you feel overwhelmed. There's no one that is immune to that. And mm -hmm. I firmly believe with all this negativity, because quite frankly, I don't know how many people have been, uh, that have, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I have COVID-19 right now. I don't know. And, and I know that they're always listing how many new people had it in Toronto and how many new people had it in Canada and how many new people have it in the States and how many new people have it in Italy and all this. And all this information ultimately does not serve me. It doesn't serve anyone to know that. What, what we got to focus on is that when we're turning off the news, anything that's super important, you will find out. Someone's going to call and say, Jacqueline, did you hear about X, Y, and Z? Did you hear about the, you know, how the government's going to give us money or how the, how the banks are stopping mortgage, uh, you know, that you don't have to pay your mortgage payments for the next six months? Or did you hear about the, the money that's being pumped into the system to help us? Each of us are going to get X amount of money. You're going to hear about all that. You don't need to listen to the negative news because, you know, I've made it a point to be calling friends and just reaching out and seeing how they're doing. And I can hear the news in the background and of the people that have the news in the background, I've noticed that they are feeling more depressed than the people that don't have the news in the background. Yeah. I had some people say that, you know, they were shutting off cause they were just like their stress levels were through the roof. Like, um, I say, I, I would say I do watch the news, um, because I do. Um, I don't, uh, in any religious fashion. Um, I might even check in daily sometimes, not, not all the time. Um, I'm somebody who likes to be generally informed. Um, I, I think part of that just comes from being a mom because I always like to know the status of safety. Um, but I'm also not somebody who's um, tremendously, I, I understand the game of the news, so I'm not tremendously affected by their ploys in that sense. Um, I don't think I told you, I ran a little social experiment on my Facebook because you saw, and it was funny because you, you actually commented on it and then you caught yourself. Um, so it was the one where I was talking about how my neighbors were having people over in the backyard. Oh, I remember um, that. Yeah. I put that in on purpose because I, I had started to see, I was like, what do people, because I was just randomly posting stuff. I was trying to get in the cadence because I thought I was going to have to do it for my book. So I was trying to get in the cadence of using Facebook. And I thought, I wonder what it is. You know, sometimes people would really react to something I put and sometimes they wouldn't. I thought, I wonder what this is based on. Um, I noticed people really reacted to when I got a raise. People really liked money. Right. Wow. That was a big thing that everyone sort of um, really chimed in with. I would say that of all of my posts, that was the one that got the second most traction, uh, probably the most likes and a few comments. But the most comments I got were when I posted that my neighbors were having people over in the backyard. And it was because it brought out the anger in people. Um, and I thought that that was very interesting um, because people really sort of are drawn to those negative things. Um, I think the interesting thing about that is, is if you actually get down to sort of the core spirituality of that, it is because most people have not in any way, shape or form effectively dealt with their own shadow side. And your shadow side is not something to get rid of. And that's something that I, I really don't like about some aspects of spiritual communities where they act like you should be happy all the time. Um, you should never be negative. You should never think negative. You should never, no negative, no negative, no negative negative. That's not possible and it's not healthy. 
you should have a, a fair, clean, balanced integration with your shadow side. And what that does is, is when you, when you do embrace that piece of yourself and you understand it for what it is and you give it its space, it keeps you from having overactive angry responses or overactive fearful responses or overactive ego responses to the things that are happening around you. So when we see somebody posting and freaking out about like, you know, they post something negative, something negative on the news happens, everybody freaks out. That's actually just an exacerbation of people's unmitigated shadow sides. Wow. And so it's interesting you say, you know, because there are so many of these communities that are talking about, you can't talk about the negative, you can't talk about the negative, but it is important, and you'll agree with me on that, just to be aware of this. And it's easy to, to really fall into this negativity trap. If you're watching the news all day, and mm -hmm. if... Don't watch it all day, that's for sure. <laughs> and a lot of people do, and I think that's, and that's why so many people are overwhelmed. And when they're not watching the news, they are either commenting on negative posts that they see on social media, you know, whether it's the social influencer that licked the toilet and caught coronavirus <laughs> or whether it was another social influencer. This is weeks back where there was a, a flight out to Jamaica and the guy joked that he was just in the, in Wuhan and feels really sick and the plane had to come, yeah, yeah. Uh, had I to come back. And, and, and there's all that. And, and, and people, Oh, that guy's stupid. That guy's selfish, you know, or they're telling on their friends, Oh, my neighbor, you know, they're supposed to be self quarantining, but they're stupid and they're not. And, and all this, you know, if, if you just keep listening to that and being aware of that, um, it, you will fall into this negative state of mind. But if you are just put that awareness up, it's like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm watching a lot of negative. Maybe I got to cut back a little bit here. You know, maybe I got to cut back a lot here and certainly don't be the one to post it and don't be the one to add to the fire, to feed the troll. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and cause there's all, all of these negative posts will have a slew of negative content comments saying, Oh yeah, that guy's an idiot or that guy's this and that guy's so selfish. And I try to be the one that says, well, let's pray for that person. I try to be that one say, you know what? They don't realize yeah. how bad it is. And so, yeah. and I caught myself on that. You I did. It was, really, it was really good. I was really impressed by that. Well, and, and you know, the, the, the most interesting part I think is, is that um, um, I, I actually did speak to my neighbor just in, in passing. Not in passing. I, I, I called her to see what was up. And, and um, um, her mom died on Thursday. And they can't have a funeral. And they can't have anything. And she had some people over to make her feel better. Right. And you don't know that. And I, th I think the important thing to know is, is that a lot of the time when you're talking about things on social media, the reality is you haven't actually researched anything and you don't actually know the truth about anything. I was really surprised at how many people that I was speaking to actually didn't even know how the virus worked. The first thing I looked into was the pathology, the physiology, the, the how does this virus affect me? That determines how concerned I am, not, not somebody talking about it on the news. Absolutely. I want to know the science. I want to know how it works, what it affects, how much we know. That's what matters. You know, and people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off and not one of them even understood how the virus replicated, what it did, how it was transmitted for real. You know, I, I see all these people, you know, they're, they're freaking out about this, that, and the other thing. And, and I'm like, none of you actually have any knowledge about this. And I only know because I did proper research because 
because I'm a nerd and I proper research everything. Due diligence is my middle name. I like to know everything about all, all the things. So, you know, I'm going to get in there and dig into the science. And, and no one I spoke to had any idea how any of it was working. And a lot of them were really not concerned enough in the beginning because they didn't look into the science. I, I was even working with people in medical fields that were not worried enough because they hadn't looked into the science. And that's astounding to me. You know, we talk a lot from places of ignorance because a lot of what we see online, we take for truth and, and it's just absolutely not. If you can focus on what you can do yeah. versus what concerns you, you know, there's this, this concept of your sphere of, uh, of uh, concern versus your sphere of control. Yeah. Your sphere of concern, you know, if you're watching the news or if you're, you know, tapped into social media, all that's just kind of concerning. But if you don't care about the stuff that you concern about and you focus on what you can control, what are the three things they're saying that we should be doing during this time of growth? One, stay inside. Two, wash your hands. Three, don't touch your face. What if we all just did that? If we all just did that and forgot about how many people were dying and forgot about how many new cases there were what if we all did that what kind of change would there be if we did those three things and, and focused on what we can do let's not worry about what someone is is or is not doing properly just focus on what you're doing and your sphere of control and your sphere of control might include people in your household or people that you're able to influence on social media or on the phone or otherwise but whatever you can control and if the if you just got to start with stay inside wash my hands, don't touch my face. And then as you go along and you think, oh, I want to add that hobby in, or now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to, you know, what my new normal is going to look like. That's all about your control, right? Yeah. You can actually control that. What's happening yeah. over in Italy, while it sucks, you cannot, you cannot affect that. No. All and you can it, do is prevent it from happening here. Yes. You can prevent it from happening here. And I'm not saying that we don't love our friends in Italy. I'm just saying that we cannot control that. And so it's not worth it. It does not serve us to get emotional about it. It doesn't serve us. What serves us is, again, focusing on what we can do. And when we just focus on what we can do, it makes it so much easier to not get overwhelmed. And yeah. even when we focus on what we can do, because I do realize that there's parents out there that are struggling with the homeschooling of their child and, <laughs> and, and, and say, say that again. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, my daughter's 15 um, yes. and she's an incredible 15 year old. Like I have no worries with her and she's all about school. She's super upset that she's not going back to school. And, um, uh, but like, I don't have like, you know, three kids under 10 trying to ringlead them when I'm working from home now because that's a new thing and I don't really know how to like I can't like these poor parents <laughs> like it's just and just the utter madness of it like I can't even imagine the the like the, the emotional mental strain of, of you know wrangling a bunch of kids while you're trying to get your work done and you know and then you're still at home when the clock ends and it's just the same madness it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot to yeah, and, and that and that's a lot well i mean i mean there's a difference between i think just the news itself and then deciding that the news will be your burden right like any 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 information or any intake can be inert depending on your perspective of it right so for instance if i watch the news I, I'm looking and obviously I'm empathetic because I mean, the, the people are dying. Like this is horrible. Yes. Um, 
and, and, you know, and I have, you know, like I have two people that are very close to me that had COVID. Um, I had another um, second cousin of mine who passed away from it. She had some other complications, which added, uh, like, it's not that I'm so removed from this. I can't, I can't imagine the feeling I've been, you know, I've been very concerned about people I care about um, um, very close to home. Um, but at the same time, I don't have control over these things. Um, I do have control over keeping myself and my daughter at home. You know, I do have control of how prepared I could be to help myself and others. Those are the types of things you have control over. So you can watch the news and, and, and understand it for what it is and take in the information that you need. But if you're watching it all day and you're getting really ang anxious and, and worried, I mean, worry, does it, worry is a useless emotion. It's utterly and entirely useless. It does nothing for you. Um, it can, at its best, it will paralyze you, you know, like, <laughs> so like, what, what's the point? You yeah, know, what like, is it? E Eckhart Tolle, the, the writer of uh, The Power of Now and yeah. The New Earth, he says, worrying is just suffering in advance. It does not serve you. It is. And, and, it's, it, and it could be in advance of nothing. Exactly. Right, because you know, you might get through this all fine. I've been very proud of Torontonians. You know, we are a big metropolitan city. I was, um, I was still working out of the home. Uh, it was a <laughs> big job convincing to work from home. Um, so I've finally been home this week. But last week on a Wednesday at St. George Station at six thirty during prime rush hour, I was the only human in that station, and that's amazing. I remember, that. I remember you posted yeah. that. Yeah, because I've never seen anything like it. Like usually you're three people deep at that time. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, my daughter and I went for a walk today. Um, we live in the beaches and um, everyone was keeping a proper distance. Like people were out because um, they're walking and their dogs are just going for a walk. I mean, we've all been cooped up for at least a week, maybe two. Um, and uh, everyone just kept a very respectful distance from each other. And we managed to take a full walk, not getting within, you know, 20 feet of anyone else. Um, and, and that's safe, you know, so it's, you know, it, it's, a, it's, I'm really proud. Like, like we really kind of came together and like everyone seems to kind of get it. Like there's a few people that will never get anything. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to do what they're doing. But I think really as a community, like I, I'm very impressed with how empty the streets are. It, it, it's, it's really a good thing. I'm glad that you mentioned that is because there's, and you wouldn't believe that you know, and here I am harping back on the news and, you know, people on social media. You wouldn't believe that the streets are empty if you believed the negativity. Because I'm seeing that a lot of my social feeds, like, like this, oh, this person isn't doing it properly. You know, and, and if you believe that versus what's happening outside, you know, what's actually happening. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that when you're watching the news and you're looking at what people have done, yeah. But you know what? Look at what precautions you've taken for yourself. Because the reality is, is if you stay home, you are wearing a superhero cape right now. For yourself, for your family, for your community at large, it is the greatest step that you can take in, in eradicating this. This will disappear if it has no hosts. This, this can't just survive on its own. It needs someone. So just don't be that someone. And everyone will be okay. You know, you stay home, you're going to save lives, potentially hundreds, really? potentially thousands of lives. If you just stay home, first time that that could happen, you know, first time, you know, because you're always saying, oh, let's get out of the house. We're watching too much Netflix. Now it's time. Go ahead. Watch some now. Yeah, <laughs> 
or if you want to step it up, learn that new hobby or, or think about that, that what, what, you, what your new normal is going to be. And if you want to take some time and watch that Netflix, then go ahead, you know, because so many people that they're out spending their money, you know, oh, what movie are we going to see this week or, or, you know, where are we going to eat out this week? You know, you have an opportunity almost, it's actually more of an opportunity. It's an obligation, a, a government obligation just to stay inside and slow the F down. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, it's yeah. absolutely time. And, um, and, you know, and I think, I think one of the really cool things about this is that we'll be able, um, I, I think we're going to become a lot more in-house. I mean, Ford's already moving to move a lot of manufacturing of products here. I think that will stick. Um, I think that the dependency on other countries will lessen um, because it's not worth the small financial gain when you look at what could you lose should something large like this happen. Um, and I think also too, because we've had sort of this, this more, this time of more camaraderie and feeling more caring about our community, things like buying local, like we're going to want to support our businesses. And when you do, if everyone consistently buys local, then guess what happens to local food prices? They go down, right? When there's volume for things, right? Then it becomes more affordable. It's just because we act like it's some sort of like fancy luxury niche thing to eat locally and organic and whatever. Right. Like that's what drives up the cost. But if we're all eating locally, buying locally, you know, going to the smaller stores, going to the um, and just helping out our community. And if we, we put more manufacturing here, well, then there's all the jobs that, you know, there's a, well, a chunk of the jobs that were just, you know, lost. Right. You'd have to retrain people and they'd have to want to do it. But, you know, there's other opportunities um, here um, to, to just be more locally reliant, which is much safer um, and more profitable long-term as a community. That makes a lot. And, and that's something that I never, ever thought of is that if, you know, if you buy locally more, if more of us bought more locally, then these prices, they'd go down, you know, and that's just, and, and it just, it's, it's so much better for everyone in the community when, when everyone is prospering in the community. And so if you think more about us, and we versus me, 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 man, some, some big things are going to change. And this new normal is going to be exciting. I think so. I agree normal. completely. I think it'll be very, very exciting. Um, I think people are just scared because, you know, like they, they don't know what's out there. You know, sometimes you prefer the devil, you know, than the one you don't. Um, but I don't think there's a devil looming. You know, I, I think that there'll be a lot of change. Some people are going to hurt, but what, the other thing about understanding that you are a spiritual being is also understanding that people choose their paths. It's very difficult to reconcile suffering in your, in your mind, in your life, but you don't know what another person is here for. And you don't get to judge. You don't know why they came. You don't know what they wanted to learn. You don't know what they agreed to do, to experience, to suffer. That was not your call. Um, and, and sort of to make a call on that to me is a bit pompous, right? And, and that's not to say we shouldn't help people in need or we shouldn't stop other people from hurting other people. It's not that. It's just that when there are things that you cannot change, just understand that things are going the way they're supposed to be going, right? Like you don't know what that person came here to learn, right? Like my, my life has like, you know, like you said earlier, like there's been a lot, there's been a lot. I've had a lot of suffering, a lot of loss. There's been a lot of stuff there. But you know what? Very honestly and truly, 
to sit here right now, I wouldn't trade a minute. It was awful going through it. Absolutely awful. But I couldn't sit here in the position I'm in um, without those things having had happened. Right. And, and so you don't know what an experience is creating for another soul's life. Like you don't know what that is, right? Like there's lots of times we have horrible traumatic things happen. Like I can't think of anything worse than say losing a child. Like I couldn't, I could not think of another more horrific thing, but think of how many um, foundations have been founded that probably saved lives, right? And different initiatives that have happened because you know, certain people have passed away in some unfortunate circumstance, you know, mad would never happen if, if someone's child had not died in a car accident, you know, like it's from a drunk driver, right? Like we, we have all of these things that are birthed that save others because one person sacrificed themselves and you don't know what that person came to do. And you don't know that that wasn't their divine role. So it's very difficult to look around at the world and say so much is wrong with it when you don't understand the grander purpose. Um, so it's not to say that we shouldn't help people and that shouldn't be our initiative to make sure that everybody has the best experience possible. But at the same time, when it's not something that's in your control, it should not be your worry. Um, because you actually feed the beast of negativity. You feed sort of that devilish energy, for lack of a better word. You kind of like, when you feed that negativity, more of that negativity happens. So if you think that by your worry that you're just being sympathetic and somehow you're better off for it or the world is better off because you've decided to be sad about someone else, that's not true. All you've done is dragged the collective um, vibration down. So if you want to actually help, raise your vibration as high as you can get it. That's really what, what helps. It's not to say don't be empathetic, but don't take on energy that's not yours. You need to be as high as you can be. When someone in your life is suffering and struggling, they don't benefit when you lower yourself to their vibration. They benefit when you help bring them up to yours. So, you know, again, like you said, worry is just useless. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not helpful to anyone. Yes. It's, the worry doesn't help. You know, the empathy, the sympathy, that will help. And that's not to say that, uh, and, and I don't want anyone to get that mixed up, but it's the worry and the commiserating yeah. that's not yeah. going to serve. Yeah. It's and and I find a lot of that happens is when you're in a circumstance where you cannot help what's happening, right? Like I, there's so many circumstances all over the world. I mean, there's a, like, there's so many people in compromised circumstances. I cannot help all those people. I absolutely can't. And, and I can feel empathetic because pain is awful. And I'm particularly, I'm an empath to start. So I feel everyone's stuff regardless of where they are. So I, it took a lot of learning not to take on other people's stuff. But it's not helpful to them. The best thing you can do for someone you don't know and they're hurting is raise your vibration. Because when you raise your vibration, you raise the vibration of the collective. You make things better for people when you are happier, when you are more effective, when you're not sitting in worry. Worry actually helps no one. It makes things worse. Wow. And so, I mean, honestly, me and ja Jacqueline and I, we could just keep talking about this forever. <laughs> yeah, God, I could go I, I mean, I, we could just keep going. And this is what our conversations turn into, which is why we decided to press the record button because <laughs> – the world needs to hear this. 
I mean, after hearing what Jacqueline said, is it like, don't you, don't you want to hear more? And so what we're pledging to do is to be here during this time of growth is that, uh, you know, we, we intend to put out more, uh, uh, podcasts and, and to put out more content so that you can stay centered, stay focused and, and not feel overwhelmed. We're going to talk about more of these subjects because I promise you. Yeah. Do we have, do we have the ability to like have people ask questions? Yes, actually, that's a good idea. So what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to, I'll set up a Twitter account and then we'll we'll give a hashtag and we'll figure out whatever that is. I'll put that in the show notes this time. If you have questions, we will address those questions, especially if there's a question that keeps coming up over and over and over again, then we'll certainly address that. But, uh, you know, you know, of the dozens and dozens of things that, that we could be doing right now, in terms of avoiding being overwhelmed, Jacqueline says, remember that we're all spiritual beings and there is a path to this and this path to the new normal, this wonderful new normal is coming in. And I really want you to obviously live in the now, but I want you to really think about the future here and this new normal. And there's going to be this time. And I, and I actually pictured this just a couple hours ago. I was thinking there's going to be a time when people are going to film their reunions after this quarantine. Oh my gosh, you're right. Right. And, and you are going to cry watching these videos. All right. You will cry unless you are heartless. You are going to cry. I'm one of those guys. You'd never know it, but I am one of those guys and I'm, I'm like kind of so anti-military, but I do like watching. Oh my the God. The mil- coming home. I the love watching ones, that. Yeah. I love oh watching God, that. Or these family reunions that I see on the Ellen DeGeneres shows. We're going to see that about coronavirus. We're going to see compilation videos that people create that are going to be beautiful. And it's going to be so wonderful. And on top of that, we get this new normal that we're going to have of more, more moms spending more time with their kids and more people working jobs that they like and less people commuting. And as a result, there's going to be less global warming. It's this huge thing that is going to be happening. But in order to reach that higher state, we must grow and growing. There's always a little bit of pain with that growing and we're experiencing that pain right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'd love to add a little caveat to what you were saying about our new normal, I think it's really important that um, people are not just focusing on what the new normal will be, but what their new normal will be, because that's the one that they have control over. Um, You you know, you don't know like where the world's going to go. That's not your call. You're going to unfold that as it happens, but you fully get to decide where you're going. And that's all that really matters for you, your journey. That will most positively affect your your wider community, your world, your universe. So really focus in on yourself and and take that time and and refocus and and decide what is it that I want my new normal to look like because that is what will help shape the world. Like we just need more people passionate about the things that they're doing. Oh, it would be a wonderful place. The good news and the bad news is that you get to decide your Mm -hmm. So that's it for this session. We cannot wait to deliver more news to you and and seeing and hearing from you in our next session. Thank you so much, Kenny. Thank you. I am so, I'm so glad that we finally got around. Yeah. Yeah. This is really great. This is really fun. You've been listening to your universe reset, unlocking your life during the lockdown. 
Music provided by Purple Planet Music.